So uh, in that passage and the ones that we're looking at today, it mentioned fruit, um, which is a slight metaphor in this situation. We'll be unpacking what we're talking about when we're talking about good fruit or bad fruit. But um, what exactly is good fruit then? What, what, what does that mean? What is good fruit? It's not just kind of apples and, and bananas and stuff. The Bible actually mentions uh, fruits of the Spirit, okay? And these things are goodness, kindness, patience, faithfulness, self-control, love, joy, peace, gentleness, uh, all these amazing things which are fruits of the Spirit. It's really good things that add to our lives and also bring a touch of heaven here on earth. And I actually like how Paul's been adding some nice uh, little, this kindness there, love, and different things as well. Um, Great job, Paul. Carry on. Um, The more that we practice these fruits in our lives, the more they become habit, right? Good fruit in our life might also not only be expressed through actions, but actually through reactions. Okay, so in how we react when we're under a great deal of stress, in how we respond when we're challenged or jolted or hurt, or for me, uh, when I'm hungry, how I respond in our reactions. What words do we use? What choices do we make? Is it good fruit or bad fruit? As a theologian, Joel B. Green, he says, people are like trees. They are known through what they produce. And Jesus says in this passage, and also we can read more about it as well in Matthew, uh, that others will know if you are his follower by your actions and by your deeds or your fruit in this case. So when we look at trees, what do trees have? Well, trees have branches, trees have leaves and stuff. They also have roots. That's a really important part of the trees. So in looking at good trees and bad trees, I felt like it was important for us to also recognize where is it that the trees are planted? Where are we as trees planted in the ground? Where are our roots? Because if we're rooted on the things of this world, stuff that doesn't last like money uh, or appearance or lust and pride, as it mentions in the book of 1 John, and yet we're not rooted in God's word, which is the Bible, this book here, then not only will we be more distant from God, but we will also be lacking the resilience needed to weather the storms that come in life. As we heard about the story, Rita read, uh, the wise and foolish builder and, and the differences in where they put their foundation, which led <clears throat> to different outcomes. I think I probably mentioned uh, before to some people that my word for 2021, my word for this year was obedience. That's the one I've been holding on to this year, looking at what it means to be obedient and have that as a priority in my life, obedience to God's word. Uh, And you can only obey what you've actually heard or read or been told, right? And yet Jesus offers a, a different path to everyone one that we can read about in the wonderful book that is the Bible, a path of selflessness, of community, of purpose uh, and hope. Personally, I can tell that I am a better person when I've taken that time to read and meditate on God's word. I'm less selfish, less prideful, more compassionate, more patient. And instead of relying on my own strength, and doing things myself and my own capabilities, which I easily fall into, I can fully rely on God and trust in Him. I ground my roots deeper in Him as my foundation. Helpfully, the teachings of Jesus remind us about this. Okay, so in looking at where our roots are, it's also important to look at where our branches reach. Okay, there's both sides of that in a tree, where the branches reach. And a Christian is called to do good deeds and good works in order that God gets the glory. If we are obedient to God and carry out righteous acts, good deeds, 
we can point to God and say, this is the reason why I did that. A loving father is the one that I am serving. The creator and sustainer of the universe is the God that I love and honor and worship. He is where my purpose comes from. And here on earth is where I am to live out this purpose. N.T. Wright says that Jesus wasn't teaching his followers to how to rise above the mess of the world. He was training them to be kingdom bringers, to change the world for the better. Kindness, obedience, righteousness, love, honesty, family, friendship, Bible, loyalty, um, and then the roots are journey, purpose, <laughs> Noah's Ark, love that. It's in the Bible. Jesus Christ, the cross, uh, health, resurrection, growth, and stuff. Okay, very good. So um, what, is, what I've kind of been mentioning is that if the roots are rooted in God's word, right, in the Bible, then thumbs up, that's awesome. Um, however, the branches need to also be kind of equally matching in their reach, right? Because if they don't, let's fix this. If we just have really deep roots, really deep foundation in the Bible and in God's word, we take the time to do that. And yet, our branch, that's the worst drawing of a tree ever. That's why I didn't do the drawing myself. Um, and yet our tree... <laughs> It's just tiny, the reach is small, it doesn't go very far, it's, it's hesitant, it's inward. Um, we're missing the point here. We've missed something. It needs to be both sides, rooted and reaching in our good fruit and, and the things that we do. Dallas Willard writes in his book, uh, The Divine Conspiracy, Jesus dives straight into the guts of human existence. He does so because his aim is to enable people to be good, not just talk about it. Jesus brings practical help and practical teaching for people to apply to their lives, not just a load of chat. Actual useful things for us in our everyday lives for us to live life well. So the idea that we, was not just that we hear this good news and we keep it to ourselves or just simply chat about it. The idea is for us to follow in the footsteps of Jesus and reach our branches out far and wide to where the need is and bring good fruit or good deeds to our community. Just like this image here, far and wide, all these great words, fruits of the spirit as well. Rooted in God's word, taking in the nutrients and goodness from it that we can get, we are able to grow up and out and extend our reach further in more meaningful ways into our community. It takes both of these things, learning God's word and putting it into practice, both hand in hand. Because if we focus just on hearing God's word, something's missing from our purpose on earth. We heard about it in being good stewards. We read about it in Genesis. And also if we just focus on the practice, actually there is an, an, an issue there as well, because then we might forget or miss the grace of Jesus that's been poured over us in his death and resurrection as well with the cross. People in this room and people on the chat as well, other things that were mentioned on the chat actually say encouragement, sense of joy, empathy, kindness, generosity. So people are able to mention all these good qualities about people in, in their lives and good fruit that they've seen in their relationships. And these encounters with good fruit require relationship. You know, you have to actually encounter people to experience the good fruit, right? You can't just be in your own world just like Jesus himself was on the streets, talking to people, encountering people, loving people, noticing them. So 
If we, this, this Bible passage in Luke 6, if we just jump a few verses before, um, you can see that Jesus also reminds us not to judge other people. Um, this is, is not really a time to do that. It's not to look at people and go, uh, you haven't got any good fruit. It's actually a time for self-reflection um, and a time to really look at our own lives. But I also, I, I don't want anyone to go away from this and be like, oh, I'm a rubbish person. I'm a bad Christian. I don't do X, Y, Z. That's not, again, not the point. Doing good works is amazing. It's really great. It's uh, an act of obedience to God's will. But where we do it from, the place of knowing that God's grace has been poured upon us. Because this is the truth right here. In case you don't know it or if you need reminding of it, there is nothing that we have to do to come into relationship with God. Jesus has already done it. Thanks to Jesus, he has paid the price. His sacrifice has built the bridge for us. And therefore we are compelled by love in all that we do as Paul writes in 2 Corinthians. The more you learn about who Jesus is and how this whole collection of books is all about him and the rescue story of God for us to bring us back into relationship with him, the more you then want to do good, you want to love others, you want to produce good fruit and display the fruits of the Spirit in your life. But what if you are watching or you're here today and you don't consider yourself a Christian? Um, what is that, where does that leave you? Well, some of my friends who weren't Christian used to say to me, oh, I can't be a Christian because I'm not a good enough person. Um, friends, being a Christian does not mean you are a good person. <laughs> In fact, being a Christian, a follower of Jesus, means you are a flawed person and you know it with sinful tendencies and you are doing your best to be better, to be obedient to the words of Jesus and to live fruitful lives, to steward the earth well and, and make a stand against climate change, to love your neighbor well, to try and become more and more into the likeness of Jesus. Yes, sometimes you will fail, but you have to keep trying. Years and, and years ago, I actually worked with a colleague. Uh, he was Christian. And I lovingly challenged him once on something that I thought was, um, wasn't great. Uh, and his response was, I'm a terrible person, just accept it. Although he didn't actually say a terrible person. He said something slightly more offensive, but you get the idea. To that, I say, no, I don't accept that actually. If we approach our lives with this defeatist idea of, well, uh, I'm going to mess up anyway. Oh, well, that's just how it is. I'm going to sin and do bad things and hurt people. Might as well accept that. Then actually we're missing the opportunity that Jesus gives us to be different, to, to try and be better, to seek God's kingdom, his perfect kingdom here on earth, and to share that with others. So if you know you're making bad choices and you still continue with that pattern, well, you're slightly like the foolish builder who puts their foundation on nothing and doesn't listen to God's word, isn't obedient. What is our fruit? What choices do we make? What words do we use? The passage said, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Dallas Willard also says, actions do not emerge from nothing. They faithfully reveal what is in our heart. And if you're looking and reflecting on your life now, 
and you think to yourself, oh, I'm doing so much. I'm doing so much for God and for the kingdom. And yet I see no fruit. I see no kingdom change. Where is Jesus at work in my life? If that's you, can I encourage you to go back and maybe read the passage again and just recognize how it's actually not about us. It's about Jesus. It's about God. And perhaps if you don't see things externally in your life, maybe, just maybe, Jesus is doing work internally in you, molding you, shaping you, healing you, deepening your reliance on him so that we can build our foundations even deeper in Christ and trust in him through it all. But as I come to a close, I just want us to think about these things, a couple of things. And maybe you want to write them down. Maybe you want to write them on your phone. If you've got a piece of paper, you can chat about them in your groups as well afterwards. These are the things. So what are the ways we want to be recognized by others? Do you want to be a thorn bush or a tree that produces good fruit, that is attractive and that points people to Jesus? That's the first thing. Second thing, are you going to plant your roots firmly in the word of God, trusting that the foundation in him will see us through the ups and downs of life? He is such a faithful God. Maybe today you want uh, to pray to see more fruit in your life. Maybe you want to see more of that in, in, in all that you do. Maybe, just maybe, I felt like this was appropriate today, actually. Maybe you're watching, maybe you're here in the room, maybe you're watching online uh, and taking part that way. Maybe something has struck or in something that's been said. And actually, there's something about this Jesus that is, this is someone you want to get to know more of. This is someone you want to, to go, you know what? I want to make a commitment for Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior and accept that in your life. If that's you, can I encourage you also to go and get prayer? Or if you're with someone, ask them to pray with you. Or if you're on your own right now, if you're watching on your own, just say a prayer in your heart, welcoming Jesus into your life, welcoming him as your Lord and Savior. And then from then on, you can look at what it looks like to have your roots grounded in, in God's word and what it looks like to reach out with your branches into our communities.